0: This is Inside Berkeley. I'm Rob Hoschild. I am really excited to be here today in the Byrne Studios with one of the key figures in Berkeley's evolution, Danilo Perez, the Grammy winning pianist, composer, band leader, and Berkeley graduate, class of 1988. He founded the Berkeley Global Jazz Institute six years ago and is the artistic director. He is also a UNESCO Artist for Peace and artistic director of the Panama Jazz Festival. Danilo Perez, thanks for being here today. It's great to be here, Rob. So I'd like to start out by asking the big philosophical question behind so much of what you do. You often talk about the idea of music as an instrument for social change. So what exactly do you mean by that? And when did you start thinking about your work this way?
1: In order to answer that question, uh, Rob, I have to go back to my early childhood, which is uh, the relationship I had with my father. My father is a great educator uh, who introduced me to the idea that music is an instrument in the way you uh, learn things in life. For example, he taught me to use music to learn mathematics, geography, poems. I actually played the bongos before I say anything, any word. So in other words, he taught me that music is a lens and how you look at life, and how you learn from from living. From early childhood, it, I learned that there is social behavior that I practiced through music. My father taught me about community. He taught me about concentration. He taught me about memory. He taught me about how music really was used in the betterment of humanity. And I, I continue on without even knowing. The first experience I had... Uh, of this encounter was when a guy came to fix the watching machine and he worked for around nine hours we were jamming around the end of his time that he was working and my father gave him a, a shredded carrot and the cat before he left he started playing that like a widow and my father looked at him and said okay how much do i own you for the watching machine and he said i can charge you This experience I had was incredible. There's no money who can pay that experience. Mm. So I was 10 years old. I listened to that. That became my early mantra, basically, how music changed people, how music made you feel, how music is a positive way to go about it in the world.
0: And this has been a big
1: part of everything that you've done ever since and with the Global Jazz Institute today. Absolutely. That connection, that circle, you know, In in other words, music helps you to recover your identity. It it, it helps you to connect. It gives social cohesion. It allows to to develop yourself in a communal way, in a community. To all the great things that you do by yourself, to make it a greater thing out of that in in a communal way. And that's that was a fundamental lesson I got from my father. That music brings us together. That music bridge culture uh, that music teach you about life that music is one of the ways we celebrate our living
0: experience well, I like that. We're going to keep delving into that idea. You were 10 years old at at the time of that story you were telling. Let's move ahead a few years. You actually studied electrical engineering before you came to Berkeley at the age of 19. Electronic. Uh, electronic engineering. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, so you had lots of great teachers. You graduated in jazz composition. And a year later, you were one of the young players in Dizzy Gillespie's band. So you're a mentor these days. Back then, you were the one who was still really growing up in a lot of ways as a musician. So when you think about your Berkeley teachers, when you think about what you learned from Dizzy, from Wayne Shorter, whose band you were in, from Paquito, whose band you were in, how did they transmit their knowledge to you when you were at that point in your career? Well, I would have to go back
1: a little bit to Panama. I had some great mentors, starting with my father. Then when I came to the United States, I had some great mentors starting from people like Herb Pomeroy, Donald Brown, Hal Crook, Ed Tomasi, Phil Wilson, Gary Burton. And then Dizzy Gillespie was a a connection I had through Paquito da Rivera to Claudio Roditi, to Victor Mendoza. Mm -hmm. There was all a a chain of reactions basically. And what I learned from Dizzy Gillespie, being the youngest member, is to listen. I remember one time, there was a, a circle of, of, of all the great were saying something. And the conversation was going in a circle. And it was coming towards me. And I didn't know what to say. I said, well, you know, they were talking about Coltrane, Bob Powell, all the heavy cats. And I kept quiet when my turn came. And this Gillespie said, bright, bright young man. You are brilliant. He said, you're listening because one day you'll collect all these stories and then you'll say it very intelligent, uh-huh. and I like it, so I didn't say anything. He said, that's the way, listen. That's one thing I learned from him. Another thing was that jazz is a very mysterious music that requires a lot of research from our end. Another great lesson that I learned is how he was intensely bo- looking for um, the cultural exchange through music. How jazz did not recognize nationalities how through the music you could create uh, the equivalent to a cultural passport that would bring everybody together. And that was a great lesson I learned from Dizzy Gillespie.
0: How about Wayne Shorter? What would you say would be some of the, the things that you learned from him playing in his bands? Well, the, the, Rob, it's, it's interesting because I, I got to the band and I said, well, I, wanna,
1: I wanna have more musical lessons. I wanna, I wanna learn more stuff. And Wayne said to me one day, he said, Danilo, write and play music the the way you want the world to be like. Are you in love? And he was like, (laughs) why don't you want to get married? You know, he started posting all these questions about my life. Mm. And he said, you know, people talk about music, music, music is not, it's a drop in the ocean. You know, you have to collect these stories in your life so you can tell it through your music. So Wayne Shorter was crucial in my life because he basically helped me to realize that my life and the this, this story of my life wasn't different from the story of the music I wanted to tell, the stories I wanted to take, tell in music. And he sh- showed me the way to connect, to find unity in everything I, I did by believing that music is here for a reason, is one of the, the ways we can still create hope in our life. It's one of the ways we can create peace. It's one of the ways that we can create the best version of humanity we, that we could have. is through music, through positive music, through creative music. That has been something I learned with Wayne, the idea of the. Fear training, no ear training. Fear training—the mm. idea of uh, don't protect what you know, don't go on the bandstand with an agenda. This is not a business strategy that you're putting on. This is—you gotta go fearless on the throwing yourself on the swimming pool, don't, not knowing if there's water to see what comes out. Out of chaos comes order. Those kind of mantras I left from, I, I learned from Wayne.
0: That's great. I love that fear training instead of ear training.
1: Absolutely, uncompromising. Composing and improvising uh, in the moment. That's, that's what we practice at the Institute because of those experiences with Wayne.
0: Well, while we're talking about some of your early lessons, let's listen to something from your very first album, 1993, uh, an album called Danilo Perez. Uh, we're going to listen to a little bit of a track from that album. What's the name of the song you chose and why did you pick this one in particular?
1: Well, I, I love this song because it represented one of my first attempts to bring people from different cultures. We have Joe Lovano uh, on saxophone. That was the first time we actually recorded one of my projects. He's one of the uh, artists in residence at the Berkeley Global G- Jazz Institute, uh, Jack DiGionette on drums, and a Panamanian bass player by the name of Santi Di Briano. This piece was a, a, a great... Attempt in bringing all those elements like Latin the Latin tinge connection mm.
0: Great, and this is one of your compositions.
1: This is a classic by Ariel Ramirez is Is about a, a woman who died of love
0: and what's the name of the tune?
1: Alfonsina y el mar the version I'm the most familiar with is the, ver- the great version of Mercedes Sosa This is the great singer from Argentina. Let's listen.
0: So when you listen back to that, that was your first recording session as a leader. What lessons from that and other recording sessions in your life do you pass along to your students when you talk about recording?
1: It's a great question, Rob. And one of the things that I tell them that I feel that um, when I listen back to all recordings of mine, one of the things I see in practice is something that I tell them that If you keep growing, if you keep collecting more stories, then your playing should be matching the stories you want to tell. And when I listen back to what I play there, it brought me back to the moments I was, the kind of music I was listening, the kind of things I was transcribing. And now it feels like it's another part of me in another side. In other words, the stories I was telling in that record is another side of Danilo. Mm. And, and to to not hear any cliches or anything that I kept playing the same thing for example if if I hear myself playing something that i still playing now I will I get really upset <laughs> so I tell them I'm looking for those things right. if i if i look for seeds of growth and I see them now more evolve then it it, it gives me satisfaction to hear that to to hear that the music is related to the period of my life that I was into. And it was honest and a true statement. That's one of the lessons I, I tell them. It's like, try to write music and play music that you're passionate about it.
0: So let's talk more about uh, global jazz. I was very fortunate myself in 2014 to travel with you and some of your Berkeley Global Jazz Institute students to Africa. We went to the country of Gabon. Uh, I saw how much energy you put into teaching. It's a 24-7. It's You're talking to the students before the gig, after the gig, on the way to the gig, at breakfast and lunch, one o'clock in the morning at the <laughs> hotel. You know, it's just like you are teaching nonstop. It was amazing to watch. So I want to ask Danilo, what? is the berkeley global jazz institute
1: the berkeley global jazz institute is a place where creative music social work interconnective learning and restoration of ecology are united towards one common goal to develop the musical ambassadors of the new millennium it's a program that encourages and inspires students to be as creative as they can, it gives them the tools to connect music with their life, music with uh, with true experiential learning. Um, it takes the classroom um, off the the walls of the normal education uh, the educational system. It gives them the opportunity to experience um, the. Aspect of community that is so relevant in developing uh, as an artist. In other words, you know, playing, playing a standard song for a retirement home for for people that that actually grew up listening to that music. They can have feedback. They can have body motion. They can play with other uh, other parts of 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 the. Uh, I, I call it the spirit, but you know, they can have other experiences outside of playing for their peers. When they go to Panama, they go to Africa, they can see how music uh, relates to other cultures and learning also to appreciate what they have around here. Because that's one of the lessons of the 21st century is to, be, to do, do not take things for granted. And I think we are surrounded immense amount of education that that itself can sedate us. Mm. So by having these experiences and 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 connecting that invisible world of music to the visible world when they see it when they see a kid that having eaten uh, in a week but willing to play the percussion for for five hours, it it brings the best out of, of out of them. I've seen a students change completely, hmm. transformation actually.
0: And actually, when we spoke a couple of days ago, you you mentioned an example of a student who changed. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Wow, that's his name. It Ed, Edmar Colon. And he's, man, he's amazing transformation. When he came in, he was he was attached to the idea that the instrument is, is um, a symbol of protection. So it started to create a relationship that was very, um, it was driving him towards lines of arrogance and, and, uh, and ownership and entitlement because that was a way that he would save himself from his past life, you know, how he could continue on strong. At the Global Jazz Institute, he learned to connect and to use the instrument as a weapon to of growth, to find his identity, to play himself through the instrument, uh, to not have agendas about impressing, about... Uh, playing, using music to develop in a negative way. Let's say we turn it around a little bit and now not only he found himself deeply, he's actually a true leader now, somebody who is able to inspire others with their actions. He plays the instrument when he's with the saxophone, he plays amazing. When he lifts the saxophone, he plays amazing too. So he has put together two plus two is four. And he's a saxophonist. And it, before all, he's a, a human being. And when he plays the saxophone, there's no disconnection. And it reminds me of that quote of Miles I am not what I do, I do what I am. And he's doing that now. Wow.
0: That's a great story. So now Ed Marr is in a graduate program right now. Global Jazz started as an undergraduate program exclusively. Then it added graduate programs this year, this academic year. And, and there's a summer program coming up this summer as well. So I wonder, d- d- tell us a little bit more about the students. They come from all over the world. They play all kinds of instruments, right? Yeah, that's one of the
1: the, the great things about the, the Global also, that we have instruments from different backgrounds and different cultures uh, we have a harmonica player, we have a quattro, we have a harp all kind of instruments and this is fantastic because he celebrates the, glo- the globalization of the music, he celebrates the exchange of cultures so I actually was in a session a couple of days ago and I heard some music that had potential for new music out there which is uh, connecting Iraq music with uh, uh, Japanese you know folk melodies and, wow. uh, on the on the on the person of Mao, a wonderful t- trumpet player also, mm-hmm. and um, I see a lot of experiment and the potential collaboration that are coming up of uh, in a, in, a, in, a com- in the community. Is you can hear it through the music now. You can hear all those colors because jazz need, needs more colors.
0: Wow. Well, so and and you've probably already start to see the impact of. All of these colors and all of the work you're doing come out in the students as they go out into the world and move on from these programs.
1: Absolutely. Um, one of the greatest uh, moments this time in the Panama Yast Festival was to see Ed Mark, Colon, Anthony Fong, and Ronnie Aiton. They came before the festival to do some exchanges with the community and to do some social work before the festival started. wow! So by the time the festival started, they were a part of the community. And um, if you asked them, they said to me, what word would describe that experience? And they said, transformation.
0: Nice. That's what you want (laughs) to hear. That's right. So let's talk about one of your students, a saxophonist named Lihi Haruvi from Israel, and how you have an example of audio that sh- demonstrates how you, you work with your students. Tell us about that, and then we're going to listen to a little bit of it. Yeah, the first
1: introduction to the world of BGGI goes through a workshop I do. And I explain to them some of the mantra, the things that are very important that you can't avoid uh, dealing with at the global and w- the connection with Africa. the The idea of... Just welcoming your your language, where you come from, how do you talk, and we start with the blues. We start with a speech that you wanna you wanna do, uh, put music to, to see the relationship, and how to talk. When the guys were asking you, tell me a story. This is actually what they were trying to, to say. The first song word is this: to choose somebody a speech or a poem, and they put music to. So in that way they immediately recognize that music is all over every time somebody's talking. So the listening aspect of this goes to another level. The ear training goes to another level. Then the next homework after this is that they take a blues, because the blues is the root, the connection. It's almost like the the house. The the house that where where you actually connect those those folkloric elements. And in this one she decided to do a blues and connected to Hebrew to his language uh, from Israel.
0: So let's listen to a little bit of that. <laughs>
1: And that shuffle feel behind is important. One, two, three, one, two, three,
0: one. ting, ting. That's the homework. I see. So this is a case where she is speaking extemporaneously about her thoughts about the blues. She records it. Then she transcribes on saxophone what she said in Hebrew. Exactly.
1: So she doesn't think about music. It, she actually is feeling... The, the words and the power of the words. And then after, she used music to amplify or make visible what she did. So you see, as it goes back to my father. My father said, music is, is the microscope, it's the lens. Mm-hmm.
0: It's amazing how it all just, it comes together, language, music, community, culture, I, that it, it all sort of just circles around and comes back together.
1: To the beginning, you know, to the African tradition of sending messages when you're playing, you know, talking, what do you want to say? That's what the older guy said to me, this is what is it you want to say? What do you want to play? And uh, Wayne talks about that. What's in your mind? Tell me story, tell me a subject let's start let's talk about and you know once upon a time mm-hmm. and you feel the rest <laughs> you did
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, d- another topic I just want to hit before we wrap things up you uh while you've been playing and teaching and touring all these years, you went and founded a Jazz Festival down in Panama City. So tell us more about the festival and the foundation that you also run down in Panama City. What is all of that about? Since I left
1: Panama, I made a commitment to give back to my country, educating. And I did it for many years. You would call it in an informal way. So the Panama Jazz Festival, I think, it started a process of formal training that was not happening in our country. It was a dream of mine. But it became a dream of many people now, students, volunteers, my wife, my parents. And we created a, an event, actually, that, that is a platform. It's a creative platform for opportunities and for education, for culture, art to play a, an important role in our country. And it has become the main event in Panama now. The Panama Jazz Festival, the, the way we envision with my wife, is, is, is like as a bridge for all the Latin American students to have a place, a creative platform where they come and develop their craft, where they apply for a scholarship, where they do admission. It has benefited a lot of Panamanian students, underprivileged students from Panama. We created a foundation to continue the work that the Panama Jazz Festival uh, leave for a week. So the, the foundation helps to formalize and give lessons throughout the year. So we prepare all these students and get them to a higher level of education throughout the year. The festival has announced around three million dollars in scholarship. Scholarships that are supported by Berkeley College of Music, New England Conservatory, Conservatory of Puerto Rico. The great news about all of this project is working music as a social change, we have created this collective thinking and collective spirit that when somebody goes and study, he comes back to Panama and has to become the new mentor. So this is great for the program because all the, the scholarship we have produced, all the students have come back to our country and become the leaders, become the mentors. So now you see a chain reaction in all these projects. So Panama Jazz Festival being the event of the foundation, that provides the platform for these creative exchanges, educational exchanges that happen musically, any, any artistic side is it's an amazing um, opportunity. But then we have the foundation who continues the formal training, the, the, the social change throughout the year. And that has provided a great platform for um, students to come back to work, which is important to us. And then the, the jazz club, which is the end of the cycle. So this the cycle ends that the students come back, they study at Berkeley, they study all these improvisational techniques, and they go back to Panama and they have a place where they can keep developing.
0: Wow. You are changing the world, my friend. <laughs> so... I wish we could keep talking all day, but we're going to have to take it out now. Uh, there's a Wayne. There's a tune on your most recent record, the title track "Children of the Light," that you say is inspired by Wayne Shorter. Why don't you say a few words about that, and then uh, we'll take it out.
1: There's a famous song of Wayne called "Children of the Night," and it was John Paritucci who say, "We are the children of the light," and the light meaning a lot of things, but basically meaning all the. The lessons we have learned from our mentor, our guru, Wayne Shorter, and we have committed, uh, you know, Brian Blade, John Partucci, and myself, to continue all the lessons that we have learned from, e- from each other and from the master to, to continue this work through this project called Children of Delight.
0: This episode was engineered by Berkeley student Saruna Mushasha in partnership with The Burn. Learn more about Danilo Perez and the Berkeley Global Jazz Institute including upcoming Global Jazz concerts at berkeley.edu/bgji. Listen to more of our podcasts at SoundCloud and the iTunes Store.